always hate your own handwriting, don't you? It's a, because I handwrite so little now and I'm typing more, my handwriting, it's so lazy. Like on a long, like temperamental. I just went like, oh, so the middle bit. <laughs> you know, I know what the word is. And I just, I got lazy and didn't do all the letters. Because m- my older brother went to uh, France for a semester of college. Went to Grenoble. Uh, <laughs> down le sud de la France. Ah, le... <clears throat> and his handwriting, his handwriting is so bad. And this is, you know, before emails were a mm. thing. So he'd send letters home, and because his handwriting was so bad, I was the only one who could read his handwriting. So I would read the letter aloud while the family gathered, right? Like, you know. Ah, like in the olden days when you were the only yeah. literate one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I was the only one who had schooling, so I used to read the letters. I thought you, had to, I thought you were going to say you had to ring them up and go, here, what did you say in the letter? And then he'd just have to read it out to you over the phone. <laughs> which totally defeats the purpose of sending letters in the first place. He's, he's got very weird handwriting. This is Reviewables, the comedy podcast where we put the world to rights one review at a time. Mm. Today we're reviewing handwriting. I don't like that. <laughs> I can't read that at all. That's illegible. One star. Thanks, Edwin. And today, my name's Keen McGargill, and today, the special guest... Oh, and Edwin Salmon. Hello. Sorry, I forgot about you there for a second. Hello. <laughs> today, our special guest is Temperamental Miscellaneous. You, hey. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good. <laughs> you were the first musician we've had on the show. Is that right? Yeah, yeah it is, actually. Super. Mostly it's just fucking comedians. Yeah, we're, trying, we're, we're casting our net, our net wider. Oh, yeah, so, that's yeah. great. I'm delighted. I'm honoured. Thank you. Yeah. Because yeah. no. it was at the, we did that uh, gig together. That um, That's right, yeah. That feminist gig where I was uh, the only male feminist there performing, yeah. I think. What was, gig was, it was this? Mostly, it was in... Uh, Film Base. Film Base. Because <laughs> 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 The look like again, it was over. in... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Film Base, okay. Yeah, yeah and it was, uh, it was good crack. You were very good. I'm trying to remember. It was hashtag something. Do you remember the name? Of waking it? the feminists. Waking the. Oh, wake, waking yeah. the feminists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the feminists are awake. Actually, yeah. to play on waking the feminists. Is feminists, it? The feminists uh, are awake. The feminists, yeah. the feminists are, are awake. Yeah. The spin-off. Narcoleptic feminists. Yeah. Uh, who are constantly falling asleep. <laughs> waking. <laughs> need, need comedy and. Uh, well, so, uh, spoken word. I don't know. Spoken I mean, word, and there was. Uh, that's kind of how I describe your your oeuvre. If it yeah, were. sometimes I do that. I brought my bow on today. Sometimes yeah. I just use the, the spoken word, my own original lyric that I've written. Or yeah. I can even I even hark back as far to nine years old when I wrote my first poem in wow. um in say in the primary school I was in. You know, when I was nine, that's when I wrote my first poem. So I was up in a school there only recently, and uh, Trinity Comprehensive in Ballymun, and I I use that. It's like part of my little curriculum that I've built to incorporate when I'm teaching. Yeah. Uh, in schools and youth clubs and so on and uh, yeah sometimes I use a little leaf and um, I'll recite it in a minute but uh, sometimes I use that to kind of you, you know the way we used it in English class compare and contrast two pieces of work Yeats yeah. and so on and you'd find yeah, differences yeah. and things that correspond in terms of the content and so on well I kind of do that with little leaf and then 20 years later something I've written recently you know yeah, yeah. so it's really interesting sort of feedback I get you know so you have you have poems that you've written when you were nine because I used to write songs when I was about 11 but the songs were, I don't still have them. I wrote them in my, you know, my copy books, but they were all, this is before I even started playing, because I do play guitar and whatnot. I'm re- amazing on the whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the 12 string whatnot. 12 string oh, electric whatnot. Forget about it, man. <laughs> so expensive to buy, though. I don't know how yeah, you afford well, one. I, I, well, I got to pick up for my whatnot. But anyway, <laughs> it's a it's cheaper option. But my, all my lyrics were, 
uh, like Z Z Z one two three yeah 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 baby you and me. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it was like that kind of great stuff. syntax. Yeah. Right, right, right about love and loss as a as ten a, or eleven year old. You know a really, lot about it when you're yeah. eleven. Z Z Z. I know. In fairness, when I was say seventeen, when I recorded my first songs yeah. to demo tapes, which I still have, they're probably not as good as the ones you wrote when you were ten. Or only slightly better, I was going to say. Oh, okay. But <laughs> probably the I just truth imagined is not that, as good. You know, because you had life experience then, you really thought you knew it all and it just went, the quality oh, went down. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I had like, uh, I had lyrics like, um, I was hoping that you'd be here when I got back home. It's just my technicolor world has got monochrome. Oh my God. <laughs> the song was called Monochrome. <laughs> was it called Monochrome World? Monochrome. And I had a sample from. Orson Welles wore the world in it as well. Oh, God. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, super. That's a great. version of that does exist on SoundCloud, but I won't tell you who by... It's a pseudonym. Anyway, <clears throat> enough about me. <laughs> I want to hear about, about our guests. This yeah. is all going to get edited out anyway. No, it's definitely not. I'm, no. very, I'm fascinated by Monochrome World, the original recording by Edwin Salmon. Definitely. Because we've 100%. gone down an unexpected path we today. Really today. <laughs> uh, well, but before my pseudonym was born, temperamental when I was 14, I was just Elaine Harrington, age nine. Little Leaf by Elaine Harrington, age nine. And I really got my first kind of props when I was nine years old. You know, I got my first lot of respect for something my created and the publication yeah. essentially you know because mm. uh, the teacher put it on the front the back the front of room 7 in St. Canice's Girls National School <laughs> in English that was where you could aspire to the, the front of the, the, front of the <laughs> well, on yeah. the door yeah on the yeah. door so that everybody could oh, see yes, it when the, they were walking yes, around the, the school yeah, yeah, yeah. you know going up to their class or whatever you know so so that, that felt good it was you know getting your work out there in a way you know yeah. obviously in a very kind of uh but Not this way. But it's the audience. It's positive you know, it's the, it's well. the biggest audience you can probably hope for at nine is like everyone who walks past the classroom. Mm. Also, that's the thing as well. When you're when you're that age, why do we always do that? You put, always put your age after your thing. You know, here is a poem by Kim McGarrigan, age eight. And you yeah. always put your age in. Why? Like everyone in the <laughs> class knows what age you are, but you age eight. Just I don't know what that is. It's like just before you say it and bad about it. Age eight. Age eight. There you yeah, go. Yes, so you can look back on it maybe. But yeah, no, it's been good for me because, uh, you know, it helps me to gauge the period, different phases in my life, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Because things then really change. You were saying that, but mm. Edwin was saying about writing when he was 11. Things really changed for me then when I hit 11. So it's a, a whole world between kind of seven, eight. I was telling Edwin, I've been vegan since I'm 11. I went vegetarian when I was seven or eight and I really became this abolitionist kind of little activist when I was this age, you know? So I started like boycotting Coca-Cola, McDonald's, you know, uh, taking leaflets at, at and nine. At not at, yeah, yeah, well, it was seven or eight. I went vegetarian. Yeah, very. Well, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way so, before it was <clears throat> cool and trendy. That's right. I think it's a bit of a thing now, isn't it? The yeah, veganism. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the, yeah, people just, are people are doing it for like my brother. He's not a vegan, but he, he went vegetarian for environmental reasons. Oh yeah, people are doing that. Yeah. And it's something I try and do is where I'll have if I can have at least one day a week where I don't eat meat because I do enjoy eating meat. I but. do eat meat, but I'm the same. We we in our house we eat. We have vegetarian days. Not well. We, yeah, it's kind of by choice. In our house, we have vegetarian days. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, uh, no, and you like no, it? We no. We I, we we regularly have lots of vegetarian meals in our house. Yeah, as a kind of we didn't we didn't sit down and go. This is what we have to do, but we did kind of lean towards. Well, it's better for us to not eat yeah. meat all the time because you're not designed to eat meat all the time. 
And, and there's really no difference when it comes to taste. Like when people say, oh, vegetarian food is horrible. I was thinking, well, you're just not a good cook. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because a friend of mine said about uh, with regard to eating sausages, people say, you're vegan and you're eating things that are the shape of a sausage. And yeah. she says, well, I'd eat it if it was the shape of a triangle. It's just a substitute meat, you know? Yeah, yeah so. this whole thing of substitute meat, it's like, I don't want to eat meat, but I want to eat something that tastes like a sausage and looks like a sausage, but isn't a sausage, you know, like corn or whatever. Mm. That's what I used to think vegetarian food was. But then I went over to a friend of mine in college who'd been a vegetarian all her life. Mm-hmm. And the food that she was serving us was so delicious. It was Just nice for the listener at home, Edwin is doing the delicious fingers thing. <laughs> <laughs> so delicious. That's delicious. Trem- no, tremendous. I, I make, I tremendously make. delicious. So do you, do you remember that poem that you wrote when you yep. were nine? Good. So moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're 14 when you... Yeah, when I turned 14, then I had this forced psyche change and I called myself temperamental. So I started kind of thinking about a title to, to give myself. I started mm. thinking about these changes that were happening and developing, becoming my own person. And uh, yeah, I just in hindsight, looking back at, you know, how it's not temperamental. It's real kind of a rap thing, a, a play on words, temper yeah. hyphen mental. Yeah. So in hindsight, I really feel that, you know, the whole temper and mental, the separation being like the hyphen, if you look at it on the page, the way it looks, this yeah. name, to divide temper and mental suggests some sort of division between the head and the heart, which was absolutely pertinent to maybe how I was as that little, you know, reflective 14-year-old, and even harking back to, as I said, like being 9, 10, 11 and growing up, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you sound like you were already very much your own person when you were like 8 or 9. I was, yeah. I went yeah. recently to uh, St. Michael's in Finglas. I was a first-year student there. I was doing a workshop, um, and one of the teachers there uh, kind of, turned around and says, I was your prefect in first year. Now, I moved to Mount Temple. At the end of first year, I left this um, holy faith uniformed all-girls school to Mm. go to Mount Temple, which is multi-denominational, no uniform, mix and so on. But anyway, this teacher says, oh, Elaine Harrington, yeah, I was your prefect in first year here and we used to be amazed because, uh, you know, you used to talk to us like an adult. We'd have full-blown conversations with you, you know. So I recall that, you know, and uh, yeah, I was always kind of like hyper aware of things and so also I'm just trying to think of what I was like when I was 14. I was not in no way <coughs> developed like no. my own. I was a grumpy little bollocks, but I wasn't, I wouldn't have been as self-assured as you sound like you were. You know, that kind of like, I can, I know what um, I want I'm, and I know what this is what I'm doing I'm here. still not like that. No, you're not, obviously, Edwin, but that's your problem. We're, we're, we're going <laughs> to sort, can... sort out your racism first and then we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll deal with uh, everything else. I was incredibly introverted all the way up to, the only thing that brought me out of my shell was when I was 16 and we did musicals uh, in school and we did the Pirates of Penzance and I had, I was cast as the Major General I don't know what that is. The Pirates of Penzance. The Pirates of Penzance. I am the very model of a modern major general of information, animal, vegetable, and mineral. I've heard that bit. I'd sing that whole song, and there's like one scene where I'm surrounded by like 30 16 uh, year old girls wearing night dresses. Now, I was 16 as well. We're all the same age. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to go down that line at all. I wasn't going to imply you were creepy. So I was like, ah, sorry guys, I got to go to, I got to go to rehearsals. I can't go to double mats. I have to I have go to rehearse for the play. With all the, the girls. With all the girls. Yeah, okay. That so I kind of came out of my shell uh, doing that. But up to 16, I was like, 
Yeah. So you're you're fourteen. Your temperamental miscellaneous temperamental and temperamental. We, we should 19. point out just because you're saying we're, you're you're not fourteen now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just because the way yeah, you said that, for people who don't know you, <laughs> and you're like you're fourteen, they're having fourteen year olds on now. <laughs> well, when we take the when people see the picture, they might get confused as well. So yep. you're, yeah, because you're actually, wearing a uniform. That's true. I am wearing it. It's every yeah. Monday. I wear a uniform. Yeah. Skill. Well, not school, but college, it's yeah. thing. You know, I'm, I'm playing with yeah, roles and that and different attire and how it impacts how you interact with other people, you know? Yeah. Pretty interesting. Is it interesting walking around dressed as a schoolgirl? Is it Yeah, because it's shitty? quite authentic. It's not kind of... Uh, it, it looks like for a me, yeah, it yeah. Look, uniform. It's not Lolita-esque or suggested yeah, yeah, in that you, way, you, you know? It's, yeah, you're not a 25-year-old going on to a school-themed disco. Yeah. With a bunch of friends. And it's, no one moves out of your way. It's not No a, one. If you're in a school uniform. Yeah. I just noticed that, you know. Yeah. Well, the the tw- two times I've done it, I've noticed like, like I, I'm social. Like I walk on the street quite a, quite a bit, you know. Yeah. And uh, as we referred to earlier, I kind of feel like having been homeless for a few spells during my life. Um, I have this kind of knowingness of the street and yeah, the way yeah. it operates. And, and I would agree with some of the stuff that's on our, you know, project assignments and so on and so forth. We're looking at the the idea of the street as this living thing, right? Or the city as this living thing, right? And how you interact with it and how you, you create this energy or this this activity in, in the street, how you activate the street, you know? So I feel like when I, I'm being Elaine or I'm being temperamental miscellaneous or I'm being this person, this kind of maybe... Student, uniform student, no, yeah. like maybe a number or or whatever in this bracket, a student mm. going to second level school or whatever. Then yeah, yeah, it's absolutely a, it's apparent that people are treating you a little bit differently. You know how it's funny, yeah. Right? yeah. So that nobody gets out of. Your, I don't want. I'm just trying to think. Do people get out of my way when I'm walking down the street? I'm yeah, but they sure. usually get out of my way is what I'm saying. Like they, yeah. they ge- generally like not not that people get out of my way. Like I'll go out well, my people, way to maneuver, people, but yeah, yeah. But I noticed today in particular. Uh, all the way from from Thomas Street to here to Pierce yeah. Street, I noticed that there was very little like effort on the other person's part to maneuver and kind of yeah. make way for me. I I more yeah, had yeah. to be the instigator of that courtesy, you know. So it's kind of like us oh, students get out a little you know, bit or a young like, woman or yeah, yeah, uniform, yeah, yeah. and you become this number, this nothing. You you are not a fully formed human being, you whereas so. I am. A well, fully, I, and I have to say sometimes you must bow to my wishes. Well, I know. And this is probably partly why people think, and I'm probably guilty of it as well. If I see like a group of uh, students in uniform in front of me, I always think, oh, they're going to get in my way. Yeah. yeah Straight yeah, away. They're yeah. going to be standing around. They're going to get in my way. And you have to go around them. And you go, oh, I go around them. So I wonder, is that it? They automatically see the uniform and go, oh, someone in my way. Yeah. She can get out of my way this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it. this negotiation is what I'm yeah. talking about being yeah. on the street and negotiating and, and I'm a great believer in that I mean I've opened so many doors for men this experiment you know you open it up for a man and he'll put his hand over with that height privilege he'll put his hand up hold it at the door and allow you to walk under his oxter under his arm he'll let <laughs> so you do nice. that you know <laughs> Nice I say you're wasting both of our times. Can you just go? <laughs> I'm the door for you. We're not playing wall tig. I'm, I'm opening a door for you. Yeah. What I hate when people when you open a door for someone and they don't say thanks. Oh yeah. Even when they look straight at you, 
I'm then Just walk out the door and I'm, I always nice. yeah. I always sometimes sort of passive, passive aggressively say you're welcome <laughs> kind, of, <laughs> kind of quietly under my breath you know what I find and dick move, this happens to me at work there's um, yes. there's these swing doors in, in, in the corridor I'll be going up and down at work and there <laughs> there's two of them you don't need to hold one open because the other people, someone can go out the other one yeah but it really annoys me if you're you're a bit away from it but someone sees you and they're going through and they stop and they hold it you could have just let it go because by the time it'll have settled back by the time I get there and now I have to hurry yeah. up Aww. just to, so you won't feel and it's just this awkward thing you're like oh, thanks <laughs> <laughs> it's like stop a, stop doing that if someone's not near the door don't hold it for them they're yeah, being nice yeah, they're yeah. being polite but still stop something. being polite you narcissist <laughs> Oh, I as my and sister I pointed out somebody <laughs> wrote in a Facebook comment there the other day I forget who it was for it was something to do with the um, oh, not Haven House the, they occupied this Apollo place. House Apollo yeah. House yeah. exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Stop being, stop being generous, you narcissistic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Courtesy yes. of Marie Harrington. Sometimes people are, there's the thing of like, oh, I've got to donate to this charity, where's their share on Facebook button so I can tell everyone how much I shared. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you know that kind of, yeah. I know it spreads the word about it, but there is a certain thing sometimes people will have of like, if I do a good deed and I can't tell everyone that I've done a good deed. What's the point of it? Interesting, because yeah. it's like what you're talking about, that that expectation of yeah, yeah. gratitude. Like yeah. It's like we have this like culture, this obsessive like exchange, gift giving culture. Yeah. Not even gift giving. It's this exchange, this expectation. Yeah. yeah. It, it, of, of like, it, I've done this thing, guys. I've done that. I've done a thing. And they feel like they have to have, they have to get people knowing about it. Yeah, it's 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 not enough. I sound to like just, I'm a real grumpy old prick. Well, but, no, I mean, but that, but it's true because that's like, I mean, I gave uh I gave money to someone last week who uh who you owed money to? <laughs> no, she's <laughs> I can thanks for that, Evan. You owed the money. She's a she's a nurse whose husband uh has a you know, a brain tumor and it's been operated on and he's having these kind of fits and whatever. Mm. And they're just kind of financially kind of fucked yeah and they're looking for you know a go funded thing so just so they could have a family holiday because they've yeah. got small kids and they've never had a family holiday so I gave like 50 quid to that mm. but I didn't share it I, I did I shared the the thing itself no yeah but you didn't share like I, I gave say, this I amount gave, yeah. I gave money whatever but that, you know, I, I, I think that's where stuff like social media does actually come into its own as a good as a yeah. thing for good as like people like that actual people in need sometimes can be benefit from that from like yeah. the kindness of strangers but it's I mean it's, it's a sort of thing where people can't just be generous for the sake of it they have to be generous except you Except me. <laughs> well, you never know. There might be a lot of quiet things, ah, gestures are. No, going are. on that yeah, we don't there, know about because yeah. they're not. Ah, there being. are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, I guess, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm being. I'm being. I'm. You're being talking about the blanket. people who who want to be who want to be seen to be generous. And, and maybe it's not that ethical, and maybe social media isn't being used ethically in that way, and it doesn't help a person's spirit, in my opinion. You know, because they say you should do those good deeds quietly, don't tell anyone. You know that kind yeah, of way, yeah. but uh, yeah, because I don't like to talk about the the charity work that I do. Do a lot of charity work. Don't like talking about it, even though I've just talked about it yeah. right there. But yeah, I mean, I think with anything, it's like it can be a, a great thing and can be a, a, a source for for positive or a source for negative stuff. And definitely, the internet is a f- or social media in general is 
it's it, there's no um it's a minefield it's a, it's a minefield but there's no there's no middle ground there's no it's in some ways i think it's it's opening up forums for discussion but it's also closing down those forums and interaction oh, and yeah. people are just mm-hmm. living in their mm-hmm. own little echo chambers and they're not hearing any uh, anyone debating against what they're saying. There's no... Well, they shout, you just, there's no they just shout each other down. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in there's real, no middle ground. Yeah, whereas in real life, if you're talking with someone about something, generally, you can have a difference of opinion with someone and you'll still be talking to them afterwards. You won't block them. No. You know what I mean? I don't, like I, don't, I don't agree with that. Let's move on to the next <laughs> thing. <laughs> but I'm a great believer in just living and, and being in, in, in reality. I know social media is a different type of reality, but it's, it's you know, the, the age of information we're in, you know, I, I really want to mm. bring it back to the, earth, the earthiness, you know, being with people, engaging with people, you know, and uh, I'm lucky that I, I have the opportunity to d- do that today, you know, because, yeah. you know, we have certain privileges where we're at. It's funny, I was I was thinking about, like, back when I was, when I was young, like in the 90s, going on the internet was like, not many people were on the internet, in Ireland especially, like, yeah. we were on the internet really early in our house, like 94 or something, but, like, that was a way you could almost get away from things, like, go on the internet and it's all these, like, weirdos and stuff and now everyone's on the internet and it's like to get away from stress you just go out for a walk and leave your phone behind like that's it's a weird kind of things have like flipped around it's like like putting your phone away and just that's almost de-stressing it's like I'll put my phone over there put it on the shelf and don't look at it for a while and that's uh, but to to some people who might want to do that there is this other weird thing of if I'm not on Facebook, if I'm not on Twitter, if I'm not sharing clickbait articles from the Daily Age and Loving Dublin and these such fucking websites, Mm. then I don't exist. It's like there's this big big party happening and I'm like wandering the estate by myself playing with a dog on the lawn. That's really (laughs) sombre. You know, I I feel you. But people feel that. Like, you know, it's... it's, um, this all-inclusive fear of everyone talking, everyone sharing things, everyone knows everything. And then if you step outside that, it's like you don't exist or something. Yeah, it's also know? critical. It's like if you are on, like we have this forum to be mm. public with each other online, and then it's like you see this odd post suggesting, you know the people who are really doing stuff aren't taking time to post it up because they're off doing it. You know, yeah, So that yeah, makes you yeah, feel yeah. this sort of guilt like, Am I shallow? I'm engaged in this world. So I, I think there's a balance that you can acquire with yeah, engaging with yeah. these worlds, you know? Never say something online that you wouldn't say to someone's face. And it's very easy to disconnect from someone. You're not looking them in the eyes yeah, and saying, yeah. I think you're a fucking cunt. And you, you know, if. <laughs> Thanks, Edward. <laughs> no, but you know, if, if you wouldn't say them, say to them, uh, in the real world and you shouldn't say it online because you're just being a character. There's, al- like, you know? there's also the danger of someone, if you think that you're joking with someone oh, and yeah, they yeah. don't and you say like, well, you would say that, you're, you're an idiot. I, and if you were saying it to them in real life, the tone and the way you're acting, they'd realise that they don't mean yeah, that, that's yeah. a joke. But in on, on, on the internet, the tone is totally yeah, lost. I, I've had people, I, I've been messaging people and they've sent me like emoji faces as uh, and like you know I mean I get a smiley face or a sad face or a wink 
But beyond that, I'm like, some of them are just so confusing. I'm like, <laughs> sometimes I've actually <laughs> looked up the emoji. What does this emoji mean? <laughs> a guide for parents. Because it's not, it's, that's like a new language now. I don't know. I, it, yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah. A f- they're making an emoji movie. Oh, good. Patrick Stewart oh. is playing the poop emoji. <clears throat> it's gone out of control. Sorry. <laughs> it has, though. They are making an emoji movie. I forgot about that. Mm. What's that going to be about? Fuck knows. Like emojis. Emojis. I still prefer to call them emoticons. Oh, yeah, that's what they used to be called. Like yeah. a transformer who's got in touch with his feelings. Emoticon. <laughs> yeah. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to um... do a little leaf? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, do you want to hear a little leaf? Yeah. yeah. Little leaf by Elaine Harrington, age nine. I'm just a little leaf. I'm all worn and torn. I've been used on many pages. I've been copied and drawn. I've been living on the ground for very, very long, sitting here for ages and being crushed under pages. And at the end of the day, I'm all crumbled away. Wow. Yeah, so very interesting the way some of the young women, <coughs> as I said, I was out in Ballymun and uh, using this on this miscellaneous syllabus and the, and they look at this piece of work, they hear it and they have it on the page as well and I'm asking them to decipher it, you know, me, age nine. I want to go, oh yeah, I get it, you're using symbolism as a tool to convey how you felt as a child because you couldn't express yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, brilliant, I was just like, jaw hit the deck, what, no way. Fantastic, just brilliant, you know. And, and then they noticed that a recurring theme in my work when I done a, a I called it Nature's Sequel mm. when when I done this other piece twenty years later and then yeah. looking at this and comparing them, she's saying, "Well, you're you're there's repetition of well the content you're using in nature, yeah, yeah, to mm. to explore mm. feelings and convey emotions and so on." So they're smarter than they get credit for, young people. Well, it beats it beats ZZZ one two three. I don't know. I think oh. ZZZ one two three is a certain ring to it. It does. I mean, <laughs> I, I still I still remember it, but uh, it, it's not as uh, yeah, it's not as insightful as <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> but it's funny because the young people do ask me these days. I have to ask them. Do you know what I'm referring to when I say uh, I'm just a little leaf all worn and torn? Uh, sitting here for ages being crushed under pages I have hmm. to actually ask them do, do you, you still, still do nature do, yeah, do you yeah, still yeah, yeah. put do the, the leaf under the page and rub it with the crayon yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they, they do okay. some of them I don't think blank but uh, generally well, yeah, I think yeah it's my, a universal my, kind of my thing my nephews and niece have they came, came back from school with those mm. one day and I was like oh yeah yeah, that's the, the standards. The uh, leaves are still there. It's still good crack doing that. <laughs> <laughs> the computers haven't totally ruined the crack of the S- leaves. Scanning, scanning leaves, leaves in with a leaf app. <laughs> yeah, like nowadays kids I are just... I bet there's an app where you can... For that. Now, children, we're going to uh, use the 3D printer and <laughs> <laughs> print some leaves. Yeah. And then we're going to get our computer pages. <laughs> our computer pages. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> Wow, that's a bow run. That's a bow run. Do you want me to do something or will little leaves suffice? No, 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 oh, no. Go for yeah, it. Okay. Go for yeah. it. We've never had a performance on no, the show before. So this is the bow run and a fella called Barney gave this to me and my father gave it to me through Barney and it was hanging on as well probably for 60 years or something. So it's all, uh, yeah, vegan well. that plays the bow run by the boy. I'm not an abolition, abolitionist anymore anyway, so... Um, 
Yeah, I'm more tolerant. This was a gift and I wouldn't turn it down for the, you know, you know, it has yeah. great spirit in it. Yeah. But there's a few of my vegan friends who won't come to my shows for the start because I always open with acoustic with a bower on accompaniment. Really? So they'll, all, they'll wait until I'm plugging in. Isn't that so... That's abolitionist sure. that is that but is that, hardcore <laughs> that is yeah, but that's I mean the, the, the skin on that would be from I mean <clears throat> as you said like that's a very old bear on yeah, yeah. that so, animal would be long dead now yeah, anyway yeah just from you natural know, but there are, <laughs> there are uh, there are vegans who would suggest I should bury this. I should give it a burial. Yeah, no. And you know, but I mean, I think it's a shame because I'm gonna end. Uh, so I should go and buy another synthetic bowron and purchase more, and it feeds into another type of consumer culture. It, it gives the animal a, a life beyond its life, though. I mean, I think I'd love to be made it into a bowron. If I die, get, get my skin stretched it out, make him do a I tell you what, I'll, I promise right now, I will make you into a Bowron. And then you'd be like the, having the crack at parties for the rest of your life. So Bowron, one translation of Bowron, apparently is miscellaneous. Called myself miscellaneous when I was 19. So years and years later, when I started playing the Bowron, I just got this urge to play the Bowron for some reason. And I only ever learned two rhythms, a jig and a reel. And I just totally freestyle. I'm a complete autodidact like my father, you know. Um, he didn't even teach me. That's how much of a stringent rule of thumb he uses with autodidacticism. <laughs> <laughs> so I taught myself. And, he, and he, from him standing back, he gave me the room to teach myself. So it's really pertinent that he gave me this Bowron and I taught myself to you know to play this this rhythm that just accompanies the lyric the, the lyric is often rhythmic enough but anyway so yeah one translation is uh, miscellaneous and apparently because the workers used to carry all their items around in the on the miscellaneous items their tools and so on and they used to winnow the corn with it as well so if that isn't miscellaneous I don't know what it is miscellaneous anything and everything nothing in particular Warriors, honorary weapons divide, unification of arms, Ashwood crosses revive. Essence of air, the native cattered in the heather, saluting born heroes when we bury the leather. Aspects of heritage, Greek past and present day. Tactics by leverage cause coastal margins to fray. Obey nomadic gorges, kept within four green fields. Rue the day of emigration, abandoning hurdles and shields. Pick up immature habits, Celtic tiger encroaching, igniting myth fires, friction born for dousing. Sanction mediocrity, oppressed cultural identity, imposed docility, dilute well prowess, timidity. Elements combined, sweat, fair gloss, pauper, sons and daughters of air, and no the pure's not in the water. Brazen old slitter, tougher than your eldest sister, take you home again, Catlin. Smash knuckles, pans a blister. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Great stuff. We're breaking all there sorts of, of uh, ground on uh, on uh, reviewables today. That's it. No review of who? No review of who. We because don't need one. We didn't need one. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Do you have a website? Uh, I do, yeah. www.tempermentalmiscellaneous.com. So once you find it, you won't have to type it in again. So. <laughs> <laughs> the computers remember. I just remember everything these days. Slow. Or else just Google female rapper Dublin, you know? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a small world. Brilliant. Thanks very much for coming in. No problem. So. We'll talk to you next week, listeners. And that is our show. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much to Temperamental Miscellaneous for coming in and be the first musician to ever go be on our show. But not the last. Oh, no. Because Eric Clapton is in town soon. <laughs>
<laughs> and we're going to be asking him why he's such a mad racist. Hope Here's that song back. I wrote about cocaine. <laughs> no one will figure out this is about cocaine. I've called it cocaine. I'll, I'll say it's a metaphor for something else. <laughs> Thanks very much to SoCal for the theme tune, for, to Ashley O'Reilly for the artwork, to Alan Bennett for the recording, and to you listeners for the listening. For your ears. Uh, get us on Twitter at Reviewables Pod. Get Come. us on Facebook. Come and get us. Come and get us, baby. <laughs> uh, don't at me. So check us out on www.etc. <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Pricklepear, uh, lay, lay Down. Oh, Bullwhip. That's bullwhip.org. Yeah. And continentalquilt.com. Simpsy. Forward slash Japan. What's that new bullying app that teenagers use? We're on that too. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. They're recording the podcast inside the building. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.